Last week, uh, Curtis spoke to us about uh, the kingdom of God coming. And that message really, really touched me last week because I block the kingdom of heaven within me so often with my own pride, with my own ego, uh, with my own desires and wants. I block that kingdom. And so uh, it, along with other things that happened to me a couple weeks ago, uh, this message come about. But, but that was such a timely message. Think about the fact that the kingdom will not come here on earth until it comes in you, until it comes in you. It's got to start with you. This morning, I want to, I'm going to start off with John 14, 27, where Jesus says, I give you my peace. I give you my peace. Now, that's a peace that is not, not speaking of uh, absence of conflict. A peace that is not absence of conflict. It is a peace that is united with God's will. In the Old Testament, we use the word shalom, Hebrew word shalom, that says that peace is the divine order ordained through the creation by God and established within his people. So when we say shalom, we're saying that we, we would like to see the peace of God, the will of God aligned with your will, your will aligned with God's will. May that happen. Also, the word shalom has within it says that there is no way that chaos can enter. Chaos being the opposition to God's will. No way that you can have peace and have opposition to God's will. In the New Testament, the, the Greek word for peace means to be in complete harmony with God's will. So the peace that I want to speak about this morning is that's going to bring about God's kingdom is a place within you that allows the divine order of the creation to be perfectly aligned with God's will. Let's go to we'll go to uh, Philippians 4:11 through 13 this morning where he says that Paul says uh, not that I complain of want for I have learned in whatever state that I am in to be content. I know what it's like to be humbled, and without, I know what it's like to be filled to capacity. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and want. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, Paul doesn't have a lot of problems going on right when, he's, when he writes that letter. He's, uh, he's just chained to a wall in a prison in Rome. And uh, he's there because they, they've said that he is uh, speaking against the Jews. And if he loses this trial, if you will, when he goes before Caesar, it's going to be a death penalty. He's going to lose his life. And he says, I'm content where I am. Now, the, the, the Greek word in the New Testament for content means that I'm okay with my lot. I don't need anything from the outside to affect what's going on within me. I am satisfied with the condition that I am. Think about that. He's awaiting a death sentence. 
and he says, I'm okay. That's the peace that I want to talk about. To have peace within us is not anything that we can create. We cannot do anything to have peace. To have peace is a destructive process. To have inner peace is crumbling away of the preconceived ideas that we are in control. It's seen through the facade and the pretenses of our control. Shalom, the perfect alignment with God's will, is the complete destruction of our ego. Now, our ego is our self-identification. That's who we said that we are in God's creation. Every one of us have an ego. It's good. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. But every one of us have a self-identification. And that ego is created by the events that have happened in our life. We were that raised us up or that tore us down. Events that make us think that we are God's gift to humanity. Were events that have shown us betrayal, abuse, and abandonment. Ego causes us to believe, to believe that we can trust nobody, nor do we need to trust anybody. Because I've got life figured out. Our ego creates within us a pride that says everyone is looking down at me or I'm looking or everybody is below me. My ego leads me to believe that I'm in control, especially when things are going good. Worst of all, my ego causes me to believe that I have the ability to determine and create the outcome of any situation. Have you ever heard someone say, or maybe you said, the only, the only one uh, that's going to make it happen is me? I've been there. If there's success, it's going to be because I hit it out of the park. Nobody else cares as much as I do. And nobody else understands the situation as well as I do. So when crisis strikes with that thought in our head, the ego says, do something and do it now. It instantly creates an outcome. It lacks the plan of getting from where we are to that outcome, but we instantly think of the outcome. And we start working in that direction. I found myself uh, telling God, I've got this. This is what's going to happen. This is going to be the outcome. Come on, follow me, God. You're going to want to see this. A few weeks ago, everything was going good. Everything was, was falling in order just like I'd planned. And I was pretty sure that I had it figured out. Life was okay. Then I got a call from my daughter. And she told me that her 15-year-old daughter had been violated. My 15-year-old granddaughter. And I instantly become angry. My ego said, do something. 
I began, uh, I instantly started to create the outcome in my mind for my daughter, for my granddaughter, and for the abuser. I picked up the phone and I started calling every law enforcement officer that I knew in the, in the county in which she lived. I called every attorney that I knew in that area. I called every counselor that I knew in that area. And then I sat back and waited for the peace. But it didn't come. It didn't come. There was nothing there but anger because I had started the process without ever talking to God. I had created the outcome that I wanted to happen without God. My ego took over. But there was, it, it came to me as I was sitting there. This scripture that I read to you this morning in Philippians where he said, Paul says, I am content. I have learned to be content in all circumstances. You notice there's, there's no exception to that. I've learned to be content in all circumstances. There was no guarantee in my plan in calling all of those people and starting everything in action that the outcome that I had designed in my heart and in my mind was going to happen. God spoke to me at that moment, and he said, Tom, turn loose. Turn loose. I got this. Shalom. God said, you've done all that you can do without me. Now allow me to have the outcome. Literally, a vision came into my head of myself holding my granddaughter and my daughter in a death grip to where nobody shielded them so that nobody could hurt them. But in that same vision was Jesus standing behind me, behind me, reaching out for my granddaughter and my daughter, and I was standing in the way. My ego said I could do this. And I kept hearing Jesus say, turn loose, turn loose, I got this. This thought come to my mind, peace begins when we turn loose of our self-directed outcome and allow God to work. Peace begins when we turn loose of our self-directed outcome. It's when I become one with God's will that peace is available in all circumstances. I've used the phrase this morning, allow God to work. Allow God to work. Instead of saying, give it to him. We often hear in... in uh, in Christianity, uh, just give it to God. The problem is that I have with that is that for me to give you something, I have to have control of it. 
I can't give you something that I don't have. And I don't have control of this. But I can allow God to work. I can get out of his way. God is already in possession of every issue that we face before we're aware that it's an issue. God's in control. He's designed the outcome. All I have to do is take my hands off. My whole person changed at that moment. Shalom. I refused to allow the chaos to enter. I had affected the outcome at that moment by allowing God to work. I allowed God to block Satan's desire for me to hate the abuser. And I allowed God to be in control. My ego said, nobody understands like you do. Nobody cares as much as you do. God kept saying, turn loose. Turn loose. In my place of contentment, and I can't tell you how, how that felt from going from, from the tremendous anger that I had to that place of contentment. Nothing needed to happen from the outside for me to be okay. I prayed for my granddaughter. I prayed for my daughter. And I began to pray for the abuser. I no longer was responsible for the outcome. I'm not saying that all the effort that I made in, in the beginning was wrong. But it very well could have been misguided because I didn't go to God first. My ego took over. My pride said, you've hurt somebody in my life, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to get justice for that. I didn't react with God's guidance. If I'm going to allow God's kingdom here on earth, it's going to be because, it's going to be because I have aligned my will with God's will. From the beginning to the end. There's no other way. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing that I can create in God's kingdom within me. I have to allow God's kingdom within me. I have to allow God's will to be my will. So this morning... I encourage you to examine the issues that are at hand in your life and to recognize and to admit to the places that you have self-directed the outcome and turn loose. Be comfortable and content in turning loose. For the beginning of peace comes.
comes when you release the self-directed outcome and allow God the opportunity to work. Shalom. Let us pray. Father, this morning I pray that each one of us can turn loose of that ego, that we can allow you to be totally in control and with it, that we can be okay with that. Father, Father, just please help me turn loose of all the ego that causes me to be in opposition to you. I praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name.